So I, I look at it this way. First off, with my with my use of language, if I'm ever accursed with children, there's no way those kids are not going to be swearing like constantly. And I'll just be happy if they use it correctly. <laughs> So uh, just real quick, just because this was interesting, I looked it up when Matt was talking about the, the sounds from Jurassic Park. Uh, Velociraptor, uh, one, the one guy, uh, what's his name? Gary Rydstrom, who was in charge of it, said, um, if people n- knew where the Jurassic Park sounds came from, it'd probably be rated R. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mostly God. because, like, the Velociraptors, um, when we... When we had the raptors bark at each other to communicate, it's tortoises having sex. Ah! It's a mating tortoise. He, he, went, he went to Marine World, and the people there said, would you like to record these two tortoises that are mating? It sounded like a are joke. Are you talking about the... Uh, cool, cool, I, I guess How it was... How long have you sat and practiced <laughs> that shit, man? It I'm says, it says it. The, the, the bark... Yeah, the bark at each other communication. Yep. And then uh, the T-Rex... Um, <laughs> pu- Part of T-Rex, obviously, is what Matt said, uh, is a baby elephant, actually. Right. Uh, but the other, another part of it for the, um, for some of the other key noises was Rydstrom's Jack Russell Terrier. And uh, apparently he also used it in Terminator 2. The, the sound of Buster eating puppy chow was the crunch of the T-1000 spike the guy's eye socket. Oh, that was, oh, what? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. That was that was uh, his, his dog eating puppy chow, and then um, the he said like he, I, yeah, he, I he was in, he was in, they were inspired too about the using the Jack Russell Terrier because of the animation of the T Rex playing with the Gallimimus almost like a dog with a with like a rope toy you know kind of like throwing it up mm-hmm. and like you know but uh, yeah and like they, a chua- like. Um, they used a lot of like dog sounds, like slowed down or sped up, and accordingly. But yeah. So, so there was, was no truck involved with. Well, it says it, it, this isn't super in depth, and it just uh, says the key element of the T Rex roar is a baby elephant. But like okay. obviously, it, it probably has more. He just didn't go into. it. I know they mixed a bunch of stuff in yeah. Yeah. To, to make the sounds. The Brachiosaurus is a whale blowhole and a fire hydrant. That Brachiosaurus. <laughs> Oh, the sneezing, the sound when it sneezes. right, right. That's that's what that is. But anyway, yeah, that's great. I, I love reading about like just the various sounds that. We yeah, when like. you watch that stuff at like Skywalker Ranch or whatever, it's like that's the crazy. intricate. Yeah, yeah, like that's like one of the greatest things George Lucas ever made was that like place. Where Skywalker it, sound. Yeah, with yeah. like the like every imaginable Foley equipment you ever mm. would need, and they just sit there, and then it's like. They walk in the, like the dirt, and then there's other dirt, and then there's sand, and then there's. Well, like, that's actually uh, from what I've read. That was uh, that was Francis Ford Coppola's influence on him, because Coppola, what made him such a great like, he put like all those sounds. Well, in. he he was just always on the forefront of sound technology. Gotcha. He had said that like, like he was because when back in the seventies he said, oh, you know, movie cameras are 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 getting smaller and lighter, and that's cool, but he was the first director to be like, sound is where it's at. Which is why Star Wars, when it came out, was the first movie to come out in uh, fully, you know, Dolby surround sound. Right. Where you, if, if you didn't have that in your theater, you weren't getting Star Wars. 
So yeah, hit the button. Like, like well, he's I always have, been like on the forefront. I have to agree stuff. with him. Like the first thing that like tips me off to as to why a movie is old more so than its mm-hmm. picture because you yeah. you get certain eras where like picture is somewhat comparable like you have really good looking films from even the 80s that maybe you could think like oh is this like 90s blah blah the sound though oh absolutely if you listen to quality of sound that like tips you off right away like oh that's a movie from this part of the 90s when i went to uh when i went to see taxi driver um in theaters uh they were like doing like uh penn cinema has on their their monday night movies where they just show like old films from whenever uh the thing that really struck me was like man the sound is just really flat and, yeah. dull. and then it occurred to me, it's just the front speakers. They're not utilizing right. all of the speakers, so it really does affect things. I can only imagine what film goers thought when they first sat down for Star Wars. They're right. just blown away by like all the um, right. sound, like just the craziness of the sounds. Like that's just nuts to me. So All right, hey everybody, welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Uh, this week's movie is Bronson. Uh, my name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer. And? Parker. Again, just that deflating. I love it. Parker. Parker. So, all right, well, before we get into Bronson, let's get into some trailers here. Uh, first trailer we saw was uh, Bad Words. Bad Words. Mean. <laughs> A spelling bee loser sets out to exact revenge by finding a loophole and attempting to win <laughs> as an adult. This movie best, is directed synopsis. and starring Jason Bateman. Yeah, boy. Uh, Jason Bateman, of course, you've seen him in such films as Juno and Identity Thief. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've seen. Horrible in. bosses. Horrible bosses, yes. Horrible and, bosses. of course, Arrested Development. Yeah. Ah, yes. Um... So let's uh, get get rid of extract. That was good. That was the guy. Uh, guy who did uh, what's his name? Mike Judge, oh, Office yeah. Space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that, that was, was a great good. movie. Um, this this movie looks just delightfully like just wrong. Yep. On so many levels. Perfect. Just just the <laughs> opening just the opening part of the trailer with Jason Bateman like <laughs> he's standing in front of the judges and he, he has the uh, the microphone up the mic stand <laughs> up and he says the word and then like you know like in 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 like I, yeah, I always imagine people taking it just dropping the mic right. he just undoes the microphone stand and it drops down to the <laughs> level and he walks back and you see all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this movie looks like a, a combination of just him being a complete just dick, but then also he befriends uh, this young kid, um, little I, Indian like pro yeah, spelling I, I didn't, champion. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize the kid from anything in particular. He might be, might be in. Um, looking it up now. Yeah. Known His name for is Rowan Chand. Uh, Jack and Jill didn't see that. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Adam Sandler and plays two roles. Lone Survivor hasn't come out yet. All right, <laughs> kid's new on the scene. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, yeah, he kind of befriends him, and then it, it almost turns into like a, a, a coming of age story uh, that um, kind of looks like um, I think it's Hutch, yeah, um, or Dutch. Dutch. That's yes. Dutch. Yeah. It almost turns into something like that, except yeah. without the road trip. Right. Or my, or like. Well, the I was thinking. I was thinking it. like more recently. It almost looked like a non-reality type uh, bad grandpa. 
<laughs> where it's like right. him yeah. and this kid like kind of going and through this process together where Jason Bateman's just like giving up and just doing whatever he wants. Yep. And yep. The kid's like, you know, like one of these kids that I'm sure like all these sp- spelling bee things is like has no fun is drilled is like like like, like all you most, do is learn words like that's all your focus like most real like in real yeah. life oh yeah absolutely it yeah it's like have you ever had fun in your life have yeah. you had a childhood uh i can spell every word in the dictionary yeah. okay never mind yeah. <laughs> um but no this movie this movie like the trailer is hilarious um the actor you were thinking of by the way was ed o'neill and it is it right. is dutch dutch ed yep. o'neill dutch yes which is also a great movie. Check yeah, out that. very fun. Um, so, yeah, this movie comes out uh, actually soon. Oh, that was Canada. Never mind. <laughs> it already came out in Canada. So <laughs> who knows when it will come yeah. to um, uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be soon-ish. I mean, I, I don't think it's already been out. I feel like it would it would have hit our theaters. Uh, it didn't yeah. look that. No, it, it didn't look that like, the, independent. The movie... Uh, trailer only now came out like this week right right so you know no but it, it 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 does look great and i'm curious to see what jason bateman does behind the camera you know as a director because yeah. this is his directorial debut i Why believe did that come out in canada first maybe maybe because he he might have made it and he might have used their May- like yeah, that's probably right their money <laughs> for a, well yep. for a second i was I'll like oh it. is jason bateman a canadian actor no yeah. He's American. Okay. But yeah, maybe he just used a production company there. So maybe it was finally time for the Hoosiers to get a movie <laughs> first, huh? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's eh. good. Eh. Matt's, Matt's uh, very oh, hey. cultural sensitive. Hey there, Chris. Uh, uh, hey, you want me to uh, do some impressions here? Maybe play some hockey, uh, drink some beer? Listen, I know we have Other at least stereotypes. one Canadian listener. All right. oh, he I doesn't bet, sound anything like I that. Bet he's, Did you say, I bet he's a great guy. Did you say Hoosiers, though, earlier? Yeah, I don't know why. From India. <laughs> like, I don't know why I said Hoosiers. Okay. Find the Hoosiers finally get a movie there from India. Hey, you know. All right. Well. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Some of them cheeseheads from Wisconsin, Canada. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't really give a shit if my impressions <laughs> reveal accurate I, cultural I, portrayals. I think so, uh, yeah, I think, they, I think in, uh, what was that, Strange Bird? I think they use Hoser. 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 And that's how you'd say it in Canada. You're a hoser. A hoser. Again, again, I I, Canadian bacon. I I, I know several several Canadians. They have never once sounded anything like that. Wow, well, you haven't known the right ones, my friend. Apparently not. (laughs) It's like the the Bears guy. It's like I'm from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I know. Really bad. Ah, They're all the same up there. Anything you go far enough yeah, above than Mason Dixon, yep. it all sounds like that Mason. crap. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, moving on. The next trailer we saw was Grudge Match. Grudge Match. <laughs> grudge okay, Grudge match. match. A pair of aging boxing rivals are coaxed out of retirement to fight one final bout. Thirty years after their last match, this movie stars. The, 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 and, like the actual movie should be. A pair of aging actors get together to be in a movie. Get together oh, years okay, after right. their prime. Here we go. Here we go. Let me let me re- let me reword that for yep, you. No, go ahead, a go pair ahead, of aging actors, <laughs> once considered rivals, are coaxed out of retirement <laughs> yep. to get one final paycheck. Thirty years after they were both culturally relevant. <laughs> this movie stars <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro. Oh. 
Oh and here's why I'm very upset about this movie. Go on. Uh, when we, we actually saw a poster for this when we went in to see... Um, we saw the trailer for it. Oh, that's right. We did see the trailer as yes, well. We uh, if, if we I've only see seen out the poster, the and I was like, what? I was so upset because, it, first off, if you know very little about uh, Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone, they have both played famously played right. boxers yes. back in the day, of course. Sylvester Stallone played Rocky, um, and Robert De Niro played uh, a boxer in um, Raging Bull. In Raging Bull. I forget the boxer's name now. It's really pissing me off. I love that. Jake, Jake LaMotta. He plays Jake LaMotta in Raging Bull. First off, no one under the age of, like, I, I'd say... 500. No, yeah. well, I, I, I'd say no one under the age of Methuselah. 30 has probably seen... Either of those films. Right. I mean, maybe they've seen Rocky, Rocky on TV. Yeah. Right, like right. Like when they're flipping through the channels. They at least know of Rocky. Right. I mean, I... I yeah. not, everyone, not everyone who thinks of Robert De Niro necessarily thinks of right. Raging Bull. I right, agree. exactly. So. I mean, the only reason I knew, like, growing up knew anything about Raging Bull was because it was parodied in so many other things. Right. That famous scene where the slow motion punch... Right, you know, knocks, yeah. knocks his teeth out like that. Well, the, the and and like not many people know him from Raging Bull anymore. Not many people even know him from like Godfather or any of his like right. mafia movies. They know him from Meet the, meet the Parents. Yeah, they meet, like meet the Parents. Yeah, yeah. like they Which is so sad. No, I mean it's a good movie. Oh, the and, dad from Meet the Parents. And, I mean, and, and at the very least, all that means is that he's actually done a good job. Right. With his resume. Oh, yeah. Right. Like the yeah. fact that he's able to reinvent his career so that he's known for newer things. Right. But to see this movie, you'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. This <laughs> Why is, are these this guys is definitely for, for, like, at bare minimum, people like us who seek out these kind of movies and for, like, our parents. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> who would have been much. alive when these This films... is definitely a 50 plus movie. Yeah. Um, and I would be maybe okay with this, except for Kevin Hart is in this. And maybe it's just me. I don't like Kevin Hart. I don't think he's that funny. He is kind of an annoying, he's small, a very annoying black man. man. Yeah. It's kind um, of, I don't know. His his jokes about being small get old quick. Yep. So, uh, my thing is that I just I I can already kind of guess how this movie's going to turn out just because it's Peter Seagal. Uh, he's done anger management. Get right, smart, right, fifty right, first dates. Right. Like I already know the exact tone <laughs> of this movie, and it's not gonna. Yep. It's gonna be maybe enjoyable and kind of funny, but it's not gonna be anything to write home about. The uh, the writer uh, also worked on First Kid, which is oh. the Sinbad in the White House movie. Oh, no. And my my big thing too is that the whole idea of the aging. No, so Stallone already did this. He's going down this route. Stallone did this in uh, Rocky Six. Yeah. Rocky Balboa. Right, yeah. and it was great. Rocky Balboa? That, and that should have been his... That's the thing with Stallone. Stallone never knows when to no. give up no, a good doesn't. thing. No, no he, he doesn't. He had an amazing send-off with that film. He should have let it go. That that film is arguably the best Rocky film other than the first one, mm-hmm. at least in terms of acting and production. And this is not going to be anything Better than close. Rocky Four. Rocky Four is pretty badass. It's good, but it's Dolph, not. No, Rocky and, Four is terrible. Wait, which one is Rocky Four? <laughs> That's with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, when that he, that one he, is awesome. It's not good. No, it's, it's not. Awesome. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's awesome. It's silly, but it's uh, really Rocky, stupid. Rocky Three and Four. When, when both he like, not has, good gets films. Gorbachev to clap for capitalism and American democracy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have renounced communism. That's all we're calling the fight because of this man. That's one where you can tell Carl Weathers was like, "All right, I'll do another one, but my character needs to." Die in this film, so and I'm never quick come back. and quick. Yeah, immediately. So like, no. I'm only available for like two weeks. Rock, Rocky, this. Rocky three and four are neither of them are good movies, 
but they're still amazing because of the adversaries in right, question. Yes. Because yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Clubber Lang, Club, yep. and then you have Ivan Drago. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. Makes it worth watching them. So, just, just to hear, just to hear <laughs> Drago's go, he is a machine. I must, I must break, break you. you. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and the the trailer already had, like, the, for, for Grudge Match, the trailer has at least one blatant, Rocky reference where he's punching the meat. Where he, he's gonna, he he's yeah. goes to punch the meat, and the guy's like, "We're just here to pick up dinner. Hey, we're just to here punch. to get some meat." So I can only on, imagine. Rock. Get it, get it. So I can only imagine. Ah! I can only imagine what uh, uh, Raging Bull references are going to be because <laughs> Raging Bull. I don't know if you guys have seen <laughs> Raging Bull. It is not a fun movie. That is a very depressing movie. Well, and. And boxing doesn't have much to do with it. Here's it's right. almost it's it, it like the the real compelling is how uh, horrible Jake Lamotta is to everyone yeah. around him. Here, here's my final complaint, which you don't even need to know anything about film to lodge this complaint. Mm-hmm. There is no way in hell current Robert De Niro is standing even an iota of a chance Not even against close. modern. Not even close. modern because Stallone actually kept up with his like. First of all, Robert De Niro was never a big guy. No, Robert De Niro was never with. a muscular guy at all. Stallone has gotten bigger. Bigger, yeah. Like, Stallone is really he's upped his weightlifting. Like as he's grown older, like him and Schwarzenegger both, like because they couldn't be like really cut, they just decided, "Hey, eh, I'm just gonna get as big as possible. I'm exactly. just gonna take all the steroids, exactly. do whatever." <laughs> like, there's no way Robert De Niro is lasting Not a even second close. with this guy. Not even close. Um, I, I often thought about you know, like just like looking at this picture uh, of the uh, poster. I just thought, I wonder how much digital. Oh yeah, they you had know that's do. not actually that is nowhere that is not near his real bicep. Not even that is close. not Robert. De that Niro's is probably real bicep. Stallone's real bicep. Yes. but that is definitely not. De that actually probably is Stallone's bicep. Like like they probably Mirrored took it. out. Well, no, they took out all the disgusting they veins and everything. They could have because he doesn't even look that big in the poster. Like no. I know when you see him in the when you see him in the newest Expendables and when you see him in John Rambo, like he looks like a huge man, just absolutely massive. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Dis- but disgusting huge. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, yeah no, just not, growth hormones. Yeah, exactly. Like, Unnaturally, <laughs> yeah. like what kind of chemicals have caused yeah. this old man to be so? <laughs> and gross. He, looks so like, large. he looks like the crappy Bane from yeah. the shitty <laughs> <Yeah. this> fucking <laughs> yep, Batman yep, movie, yep. where he like boom, just gross. Just looks like you've been and De Niro, too much venom. Like and, and De Niro in his <laughs> most physically fit days. I mean, I'm thinking Taxi Driver. Because sure. like the you know Travis the character Travis Bickle was like a health nut you know right freak. right and then in in Raging Bull, um, even then he just looks like a like what you oh, would yeah. picture a normal guy who just goes to the gym with yeah and, right. and, and then in all right. the in all the mafia movies he's just a guy he's like, just a normal guy he clearly can ha- handle himself in a street yeah. fight but like he's not huge I mean, yeah. but like look at look at uh, like uh, uh, cas- uh, no not Casino Goodfellas like right. he just he just looks like a, a yeah, an everyday guy. guy yeah I mean so, it looks like he could. Beat you up if you are cube. not a if you are not a boxer. <laughs> yeah. You know he's not going to fight an actual fighter, but he can fight a regular. So person. I don't I don't know how I feel about this movie. Oh, well, I do know how I feel. I think it's going to be awful. <laughs> there we go. So, all right. Well, let's move on here to our first mini. Uh, yeah, just review. like last episode, we're going to do another mini. Just review. a real quick, real quick review. We were requested by uh, listener Buster. 
uh, to review Enter the Void. Enter the Void. Enter the Void. Actually, that's really doing this movie just just by (laughs) saying it like that. An American drug dealer living in Tokyo is betrayed by his best friend and killed in a drug deal gone bad. His soul, observing the repercussions of his death, seeks resurrection. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin with this movie. I do. I didn't see it. it. (laughs) Basically, uh, it's like, it's just like this long drawn out discussion of like uh, reincarnation Reincarnation. and Buddhism and like this whole, like the, you know, they they keep making references to the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And it's just like trying to, to visualize what it would be like if you died and then you had to decide whether you wanted to be reincarnated or if right. you wanted to move into the the ether of life forces that whatever blah 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 this this so. movie is visually spectacular yeah, especially times, that opening yeah. scene yeah the opening, opening scene, the credit scene how they mm-hmm. rolled the credits i was like i'm on board for whatever yeah, this movie is exactly. giving me exactly and uh, soon into the movie he uh the the main character takes some dmt um, which you know is a hallucinogenic drug, right. but but uh, but not like a like LSD with like long lasting effects. It's just like a short like, couple. They, yeah, they yeah, explain the movie six minute trip couple or minutes, something. Yeah, and and the way they kind of did the the you know him seeing all these colors and stuff, I really liked it. It looked like not like it looked just like concrete enough and not like. It wasn't just like color, like a kaleidoscope or color. Right, right, right. Like it was like something that you could almost see, but you couldn't. And it reminded me very much of like what would ha- like what happens like when you know like if you like are you know like if you're rubbing your eyes and you like see weird shapes mm-hmm. and yeah. colors behind your eyes. And it was just like that kind of weird nonsense. And I thought, okay, okay, this could be a cool drug movie. And the even up until like I mean it's not a spoiler because it happens in the beginning. Yeah, it's er- he, early. When he, gets shot, early he gets shot. That's awesome. Like right up until that point, it's pretty cool. If I'm not mistaken, the whole that whole section of the movie is done in first person right. yes. point of view. Yes. So that that is very jarring at first. It took me a little bit to get used to because even the blinking of his eyes yeah. are put yeah, into yeah, the yeah, camera yeah. frame. Absolutely. Um, and so. Yeah, like, like I said, visually it's it's it, it's very interesting, and it is a very interesting experiment of um, cinematography. Yeah, because the whole movie is either first person, yep, or done in like a fixed third person point of view, where right. like his spirit is watching himself. Yeah, where he'll past. do like he'll do like oh, it'll do like over the shoulder. Like over the one shoulder, kind of like Resident Evil, like the yeah, later Resident yeah. Evil, and that would be like when he's remembering something, right? And then there's like current, like him flying around, just seeing what's going. Then it's on. A, like overhead shots, right? And that's a lot of like crane and flipping around, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of another mo- shitty movie, horrible movie I saw, and it is the same guy who made Irreversible. Which now I have I not do seen not, Irreversible. Yeah, I, do not I just recommend. heard. It's, I heard it's very. Um. Yeah. Mean. Well, yeah. It basically <laughs> to the, put it lightly. It, it. It's. It's whatever. It's a very experimental. Again, like it's a lot of like it's a movie told backwards. Like from the beginning is like the climax basically, and we move backwards to the beginning. The end of the film is like the beginning, and of the story. But the the thing the downfall. Like it was jarring. The film technique he uses with the crane is a little bit jarring. It's hard right. to watch. Like it's, it's very, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you're kind of like I can't. It's too a little too much. You know, like I understand what he's doing, but it's a little too much. 
But uh, in Irreversible, there is a uh, about 10-minute long, pretty graphic sex scene starring, I think, Monica Bellucci, I think it is. But anyway, it's like... like, I mean, it's a a rape scene, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? You said sex. Okay, scene. sorry. Yeah, it's about a ten minute long. <laughs> well, you know. No, it's like a ten minute long. Somebody. I was, well, I was thinking about Enter the Void because I'm saying I was right. No, no, no. Because he definitely lo- yeah. t- tamed it up in, in terms of the violence. So it's not rape so much as it's just sex in Enter the Void. Yeah. But yeah, the the rape. It's just really graphic to the point where you because like, it's one shot, isn't yeah, it? I've, I've read just, about it. It's just really uncomfortable. Like I had to shut it off because. It was very, and it, it's one of those things that sticks with you. And when you, and when you later hear about, like it, on the news, where it was like a woman was raped, you know, like it's the first thing you think of is just right. like the helplessness and the horrible thing that's being played out, and and you're just like, holy, shit. and you're like, and this is like, like not even you know really happening. So like, I can't imagine what it would right, actually right. be like to be like violated in this way. So it was very depressing and upsetting. This movie was see this a this little movie, less depressing. Uh, but now I've not, not seen the, I've not seen right. Irreversible. This film first off my my, pro, my problems with this movie. Long. Right. Yeah, it, way it's too long. two and a half for hours. What, for what it two was. hours and forty two minutes. Oh, oh my no! God. It's no. two hours and twenty minutes. But there's, there's, there's got to be maybe there's cuts. A, maybe there's the cut a different I cut, saw was the two... Netflix run is just two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. One, um, uh, sorry, one sixty one is what's listed on IMDb. Yeah, yeah we, we, got, we must have a different out. cut. Yeah, yeah, oh god, sorry. there must be even more sex. <laughs> in it. Twenty minutes god. of just—if you cut out all the sex in this film, yeah. you drop this bad boy down to two hours. Yeah, for sure. It There's does so uh, much. I, sex I did watch in this the trailer, film. and there is like two thirds of the way through the trailer. It's just like everyone's having sex. Yeah, that just that's like, goes okay, on. Okay, you and really on want me to know on. that there's a lot in this movie. <laughs> that's like that. Of, yeah. That's like the climactic scene. No pun intended. Also, I'm no, watching very climactic. I'm. I watched Literally. the title sequence. Uh, isn't that felt, awesome? Felt like I was going to have a seizure. Yeah, but yeah, uh, isn't that cool though? Now I'm watching the DMT trip scene. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um. But yeah, like I it, have a hard time being critical of this film for for a couple of different reasons. One, it is it obviously experimental. Like yes. he's obviously trying I mean, something. This guy, uh, what is his name, Gaspar No? Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's into doing this kind of like experimental mm-hmm. thing. And so, right. I, an unconventional case, filmmaker. Yeah, you know, I'm, not, I'm not really going to give him a hard time about trying to do something new. I don't want to see a 10-minute rape scene. Well, we didn't get that in this. But, yeah, but what this, we did get was right. still disturbing yeah. and depressing the, as shit. The only thing I'll say, and, and I, I may have been on board with this movie if the acting wasn't just dismal. The acting is terrible. The main guy that we're, that we're behind the whole time is just, just the awful. Worst. So the is, worst. This, is this now the director Swedish? Or? I think so. Um, I think he is Swedish, yes. Uh, this is sp- no Argentine, no. Argentinian. Yeah, oh, from Buenos Aires. Oh, okay. He lives in now, France. But this film is not. Uh, it's spoken English. Yes, yes. it's in okay. Japan. Everybody speaks English. A few people have accents. Okay, but everybody. The few, speaks the few scenes that are that are, are people are speaking in Japanese. This because I always have subtitles on because my hearing is right. trashed. Um, it just says speaking in Japanese. So yeah. Apparently, the first ten minutes of this movie, aka tripping on DMT, is basically just a Windows visualization from Windows Media. Uh, a little, yeah. a little more intricate, but yeah, kind of. Yeah. 
Um, it's basically that's all it is. But pretty I cool. Thought it, I thought it looked cooler yeah, than it looks normal cool. visualization. That's it's what I like. pretty cool. So I mean, one thing I will say, you put on the you said, you mentioned you put on the, the 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 closed caption, which I did as well on Netflix, and there was like almost like some subjective, like it, it was kind of interesting. Like there was it would it would tell me stuff that I wouldn't not only have heard but like there was no context if you were listening to it like it would say it would say something like uh young linda yeah says it yeah. and i'm like oh i didn't know that was young yeah, <laughs> like like, exactly. it was like like they would like actually give you hints about or, or, or there was one part where it said like um uh well, cuz what's the main character's name uh uh Oscar. Yeah. Where he goes, Oscar thinking. Yeah. I was Instead like, oh, of like, okay. you know, I thought he was speaking out loud. <laughs> Apparently, this is an inner monologue. Here. Yeah, there was crazy. like a, some other things like that. And like one of the things was like, uh, ominous music rising. And I'm yeah. like thinking like, oh, okay. like, <laughs> Or or it'll give you the, uh, the, 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 the title of the music in what key it's yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. One thing was, it was like a, in, in the box something on yeah. G string or yeah, something. And, like, and I was huh? just like, okay. So it was, it was, yeah. I mean, like I can't like. All right, yeah. if you are into experimental right. films, if you are into uh, a director who is obviously trying something, right, and just kind of seeing what will stick, yeah. Um, and you're not my mother, right? See this movie, yeah. Yeah, I guess um, basically it's like if you wanted to, if after a review of like Funny Games, if you were like, oh, I want to check that out, like then maybe you'll like yeah, this one because it's also like it. weird and kind of like off and. There's weird stuff, and you know, just keep in mind the acting's not great, but you and know, it's long, and long it's long as hell. Um, uh, now, but, if you're if you're looking for entertainment, <laughs> I was not entertained by this movie. No. I did not. I kept the one of my other problems. This has like five endings, so every time I thought it was getting close to the end, I'd pause to see how much longer. I'd be like, I have another hour to go. Yep. What's left? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. May, maybe. Maybe I just. Because like, so usually when I go, basically in, Return of the King with drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, it's Return of the King. If then they told this, just the the first part of Return of the King, the first quarter. If they just told that part over and over and over, right? Because the, the movie keeps cool. looping. Because the movie kind of keeps. Looping I, I explain it like this: Imagine a Return of the King uh, if it ended at twenty minutes, <laughs> and then just did it again and again, <laughs> and it just ended every twenty minutes. Um, all right. So yeah, that I mean that that's kind of where I'm going at. If 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 you like experimental films or you like yes. to see a filmmaker try to do something different, definitely definitely seek this out. If you want entertainment, I'd I'd watch something else. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to uh, and and this kind of I, I like the idea of of moving kind of into this film, the film we watched, because uh, it's along the same vein, but uh, better. <laughs> Agreed, even though I didn't actually watch it in a void. Uh, we watched Bronson. Bronson. A young man who was sentenced to seven years in prison for robbing a post office ends up spending 30 years in solitary confinement. During this time, his own personality is supplanted by his alter ego, Charles Bronson. Okay, that's a, a an odd... Okay, yeah, IMDb kind of. It's kind of a hard. I mean, I mean, I guess okay. You could you could really just say this is the story of uh, what is his real name? Uh, Michael Peterson. Michael Peterson. All right. Um, this movie stars uh, ma- uh, uh, the, the 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 only starring role, uh, Tom Hardy. There's a lot of other actors in it, but he's the only main actor. Um, and the movie is directed by Nicholas Ref- Reffin? Reffin. Reffin. Yeah. Um, and it chronicles the. 
highly fictionalized biography. Like it's obviously the 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 real story isn't quite the stylized of uh, Michael Peterson, Michael, who is known as Britain's most uh, one of Britain's most famous and most violent. Criminals and most expensive. Yes, and most. He's it does say that in the movie. The most yeah, one of the most expensive yeah. criminals ever housed, uh, ever incarcerated. It is. I mean, before we get too much in the movie, I do, and the movie talks about this. I do love the fact that like Charles Bronson is essentially put into jail for the most petty. Yeah, he he robs like, such little property damage, such little amount of of financial wreckage actually done and he spends an insurmountable amount of time in prison Um, wasting so much just to give you just to give you an idea of why why it's called bronson uh michael peterson in in real life and in the movie uh was obsessed with uh fighting he loved to fight people and so uh his fight um kind of unlicensed fight promoter at one point says we need to give you a fighter's name and Michael Peterson was obsessed with Charles Bronson films, so he started calling himself Charlie Bronson, um, and that 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 that's what he demanded everyone called him after he uh, ad- adopted that name. Um, and so the film kind of, in a very highly stylized way, kind of chronicles his uh, early life uh, and then his time in prison. And this movie is just amazing. Um, the first Very time I well saw done. it, uh, 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 friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Sayer, came over to my apartment and said, oh, man, this 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 movie on Netflix it's called Bronson. Uh, it sounds really good. We should check it out. And I watched it. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm seeing. This is just so good and <laughs> so well acted. Yeah. Um, I would definitely stay, yeah, I would definitely say it's still uh, Nicholas Reverend's best movie. Despite um, his pretty, imp- he's, got, he's a got a pretty impressive lineup of films. I would say that Drive is his most accessible film, as far as sure. like a uh, uh, mass audience. And appeal. it's still really not that accessible. And it's still, but yeah, but it, but this movie is better crafted, yeah, in my opinion. I and, would say and, so. Um, I think this movie will have better staying power. Not that any of his films don't have good staying power. Um, no, a lot of people really didn't like Only God Forgives. I I only God forgives was a uh again an experimental film yeah. that that if if you're in the right mindset is is pretty good but I don't know that I would seek to rewatch only God forgives. Okay. Hey, uh, he's back you, everybody. You actually mentioned on the uh in a previous episode about how he seems to be starting with the best and working his way back. Yeah, like how like I, I think like, you said if you saw only God forgives first and then go Two Bronson, yeah. you would have been like, if I, this guy's the best. I, 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 how I viewed his movies, I saw Bronson. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw Drive. Right. Then I saw Only God Forgives. Nice. Then I Valhalla saw Valhalla Rising. Rising. And I think if I would have seen them in the opposite order, <laughs> I would have been like, this well, I man's mean, amazing. I mean, it's true because Bronson, you're you're absolutely right. Like, it's a well crafted film. Sure, it's got an experimental side to it. Mm-hmm. It's not accessible. By no. any stretch, no. But at the same time, it, it's not a movie that you're fin- finished with, and you're just like, "Well, that was weird." Right? I mean, exactly. I guess it was cool, but no. it was just weird. No, it, it's still a well-crafted film with a pretty, a loose but still good story. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, a great performance, great scenes. Oh it's, yeah, it's very, and very memorable scenes too. Very memorable scenes. It's got a bit of a 
almost purposefully choppy pace to it a bit. It's 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 a film that kind of runs scene by scene. Yeah, but it's still brought together. Of and again, course, it's with, based off of his... someone's actual right. life. It, it still feels like you're watching pieces life. of somebody's life. Right. Exactly. Uh, whereas Drive has a much more A to B narrative. Drive feel. is, I would say, probably very linear. Yeah. Yeah. This this is isn't so much. Um, w- one of the things I love about this movie is, um. Tom Hardy narrates the whole film in a set of like a vaudevillian stage mm-hmm. and it adds an air of almost like dark humor to it because this movie even though it's not funny it does have some humor in very it. funny scenes in it and clearly like it, clearly the the way the performance is given Charles Bronson really does think of himself as a funny guy Oh, yeah. Like, he thinks he's hilarious. And you can... I was kind of reading on, like, interviews with him that Tom Hardy had, and just some of his comments on the movie. Like, you can tell he's, like, so cheeky. Well, they asked they asked him what he thought of the movie, like, what, what he thought was inaccurate about it. And he had a few little nitpicks. But then he said, like, but hey, you know, it's, uh... It uh, uh, has Tom Hardy in it. And he's uh, he's Britain's number one actor. Well, actually, the- I, think, I think he, uh said that because he was impressed with his performance. Right, yeah, because they the I think the interviewer asked him like didn't you didn't you like try to stop the film because you didn't like Tom Hardy? He's like, "Yeah, I didn't <laughs> until I saw this movie." <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh let me see if I can find that quote, but originally he was not allowed to see the movie in prison for a while for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah. Well, he's um, because he constantly is assaulting guards. Yeah, but I don't know what the point like what's that going to change? Um so at this point, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess at first he he hadn't seen it for a while, and but his comments when whoever would write to him and ask him, you know, what do you think about the movie? He's like, "Well, my mom liked it, so that's good enough for me." Yeah, yeah, because his mom really liked the yeah. film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just just the the I I just love the whole stage performance that Tom Hardy gives. Uh, in, in between each scene of his uh, of of the um, you know each each movement of the film is broken up by these stages where he's on stage talking to a live audience, and it's just it's well, just such a powerful scene. It's and, so good, and it does mirror the fact that he sees himself as a performer. Yeah, he wants to yeah. be. He wants to be almost like a great actor well, the, well, the, or the, artist or painter. And the he, one line is, uh, I, I, I always wanted to be famous. I can't act. I can't sing. That kind of narrows things down. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't act, can't sing, can't dance. So I'll just beat the shit out of people. Yeah, I'll just fight And people. really, like, in he is probably the closest thing to, like, a world-renowned prison celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. how many other people can really stake that claim? Like, he's famous for being in jail. Uh, yeah. a- after this movie, I got really interested in the uh, actual uh, person, you know, Charlie Bronson. Um, I did a little, I did some research on it. And uh, here, apparently, he is a massive fitness buff who has released uh, a couple of books on how to stay buff right. in tight, confined spaces. Right. Because um, he, <laughs> he spends most of his time in solitary confinement. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Tom Hardy did follow a lot of his training regimen. Yeah, yeah, in fact... Uh, no uh, frills bodybuilding, almost. Um, uh, Bronson was very impressed, on because when he first heard Tom Hardy, he like, apparently, I guess, looked him up somehow and, and 
saw Tom, at the time Tom Hardy wasn't very buff. Um, and well, then he does go back and forth, doesn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, he does, big time. He's another Christian Bale because you see him in... Um, when he's in Inception, he's Inception, not big. No, he just looks like a regular guy. And, and then, then, cause then cause, yeah, because when they announced him as Bane, a lot of people who had not seen Bronson said, "Like, right. how is he going to like?" I've seen him in Inception; he's not going to be able to buff out. I'm like, I don't know, man. He yeah, was really big. He's in Bronson. pretty big. He's pretty big in Bronson. Yeah. Um, the real life character is just as interesting as the character in the movie. Um, I thoroughly recommend seeing this film, uh, even if you're not into uh, experimental filmmaking. I think this film is still. It's very worth watching. Yeah, it's very a great much worth it's a great character performance. Mm-hmm. It it is a very mean film. Uh at times, at yes. To, at times and it gets pretty violent. The the director has stated that he has kind of a violence fetish cuz all of his movies have at least one or two ridiculously violent scenes. Violence but no death. No, that's he, that's the other thing cause, that uh, cuz Michael Peterson while being extremely violent, like he's not a killer. And that, that's what he said. He, he um, in one of the interviews or in the movie, he states like, I've, "I've done I've done thirty years, and not once have I ever killed anyone." He came close, apparently. If if the movie's to be accurate, um, that I again I don't know. They, the I movie apparently takes a lot of liberties, um, for the sake of narrative. Okay. So it's kind of hard. And but again, uh, what, reading about the the actual life of the man. Some of the stuff he's done is so outlandish that you're like, I'm not sure what's more astonishing. Before we rate it, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I think my favorite scene in the entire film is towards the very end. It might, it might be the actual last scene when he is uh, kind of been taken in by this art director who's been teaching him and sort of like trying to invigorate his artistic side. And he's been doing paintings. Yeah, well, that's in, that's in prison. He's doing all that. Right. He's oh, in. Yeah, yeah okay. he's in prison. Certainly, but he's been given a lot of freedom right, because right, he's right. been showing that he has this artistic side and he's painting and whatnot. And then, <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I don't know if this needs a spoiler tag or not. But uh, ba- basically, it turns into like the whole time. Char- you know, Charlie Bronson has basically just been kind of in in not so many ways stringing this guy's al- this guy along so he could take him hostage and bring in this barrage of guards just so he can beat the shit out of them. Yup. Yup. Oh, it's so I, that, it's like it's so it's shot so beautifully. That that scene that scene's so amazing to me because they get him on the phone and they're like, What are your demands? And he's like, uh, demands? <laughs> he didn't think that yeah. far ahead. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I don't have any demands. I don't have any just demands. Come just in here, here and I want to fight you. Just come in here and I'm gonna fight y'all. So all right, well, uh, let, let's slap, uh, slap a rating on this. Bronson is a solid 18 out of 20 uh, dosages that you would normally give to a horse in order to tranquilize them <laughs> that he has given in his uh, mental institution. Oh, no, that, and the mental institution scene is so good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it uh, one out of one fantastic mustache. Because that stash is amazing. And did you know this? This is also from my Wikipedia research. When when Tom Hardy met up with Michael Peterson, uh, Michael Peterson at that point was so impressed at how Tom Hardy had trained and impressed with what he was doing with the character that he cut off his own mustache. Which is which is his signature look. So that so that Tom Hardy could use it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I read that. As I now, I it didn't say. I don't think the article said whether or not Tom Hardy actually did use it. I don't know if that actually works. If you take no, he probably probably just just mailed it out to him. There you go. That probably doesn't really work when you actually cut off somebody's mustache. I I I don't think you can fashion it into a fake. I'd rather just so he could have a loose uh, approximation. And and, and Tom Hardy probably just grew his own mustache. Like I don't think it's fake. Man, oh man, that mustache is amazing. Yeah. So, but no, check this movie out on Netflix. It is so worth seeing. Definitely. Um, especially if you want to see a lot of naked Tom Hardy and not a good naked Tom Hardy, like a very disturbing naked Tom Hardy. And you get to see him covered in paint, grease, Blood. mud, <laughs> butter. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> However, he can grease himself oh, up yeah, to make exactly. him harder to punch yeah, yep. and grab a hold he of. He greases himself he up in it. all kinds of ways. He does it any way he can. So, all right. Well, that about wraps it up for us here on Enter the Critic. Uh, as always, want to uh, remind everyone to go and uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, like it's us not there. Hard. Facebook.com. You go there anyway. Yeah, you're there. Come you're on. there. Just uh, scoot on in over to the Enter the Critic. That's the address. www.facebook.com. www. World Wide Web. World Wide Web. That's face is in what's on your head in the front part. I'm like book thief, which we reviewed on the last episode. I really miss the days when the internet was still kind of a novel idea that companies would have websites and like you can find us on the world wide web at www yeah. <laughs> but chris it's not face novel it's, it's not facebook face facebook <laughs> yeah, um be careful yeah. there <laughs> but if you i don't want to direct anyone to face novel duck <laughs> if you support site probably oh god <laughs> probably. i'm gonna oh, type in that right, right now, now. hey <laughs> But if you have any suggestions for us to do a quick review, uh, <laughs> nah, not please, please uh, uh, put it out on the Facebook, uh, on <laughs> Enter the Critic, uh, on our Facebook page. I'm going to keep saying Facebook. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. How has nobody capitalized? I looked up face novel, face story. <laughs> time, I, to buy some, <laughs> <laughs> time to buy when some. When I look up names. face novel, it says face, parentheses, novel, Wikipedia. <laughs> There's nice. apparently a novel called face. Um, yeah, so yeah like, if, if like you have another, if, if you have a uh, suggestion for a small or a, a short review of a film, please put it there. Uh, uh, we will definitely check it out. And if it's really good, it might be a whole episode. It might be a whole episode if it's but really fantastic. Only if we like ya. Or if and we actually watches it. pretty cool. Or if everybody watches it. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't, to uh, please go to iTunes and uh, subscribe to us there, rate and review us there. That's always fun. Also, the movies that we review, please uh, go on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes and review them, because these movies are struggling. They um, need your ratings. Some of these, some of these movies. No, I'm really curious as to where Parker's going Like Hunger this. Games. I mean, come on, guys. Let's get out and see these movies. They're really struggling. Come on, dude. Show your support. Show your, show your support. <laughs> to movies. <laughs> that, that movie's only brought in like $300 hey, million. Mo- movies in general. Movies are, are struggling. Like Okay. <laughs> the moving picture. It's, it's, the movie it's, it's, it's not a dying art form. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures that move. Why, why does man need the moving picture when he has the World Wide Web? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a relic of a foregone age, I tell you. We've well, got this moving pictures coming through our tubes now. <laughs> the internet ah, tube. Boob tubes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can find ladies' gams on there. <laughs> Attached to real ladies. Uh, have you heard of these sites where you can see ladies' gams? 
<laughs> I like xgams.com. I like face gams. <laughs> face gams. I don't even know what that is. Looking that up. <laughs> Looks like we have our opener. Oh, yes. Also, want to uh, thank Bobby Roberts. wants me to go to face, <laughs> face games. games. <laughs> damn it. Did you mean face <laughs> games? No. I meant gams, damn it. Google. Nobody appreciates scams anymore. Google's so confused. Like, who's using this antiquated <laughs> way of speaking? <laughs> Somebody at Google just got alerted. <laughs> so, I uh, also want to thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song yeah, off the Geek Remix albums. Bobby Roberts, you can get that. them at geekremix.com. He's a god. He's a vampire. They're free. <laughs> so. I don't know. All right. Well, until next time. He's a mech werewolf. He's a mech werewolf. Eventually, you guys are gonna mech werewolf. <laughs> eventually, you guys are gonna take it so far you're not even gonna know what like yeah. you're gonna have to take it cyclical where it goes back to you guys just being like, "Yeah, he's a guy." <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, do we have our next uh, movie? Well, we had talked about trying to do a super duper back to back theatrical. Yes, we had with American Hustle. Ameri- yeah, Hobbit so and the next Hustle. one is um, Hobbit. Desolation of Smog. Yep. Okay, so yeah, that's the next movie. And Hobbit, then we'll do, then we'll American, do Hustle. American Hustle. So look forward to both of those episodes coming up in... One two, minute. <laughs> 60. Depending 59. on when you listen to this, right now, because, you know, you could Showings listen to this a while Showings at ago. 1 o'clock. <laughs> 101 o'clock. One. 102 o'clock. <laughs> so. Showings at 10, <laughs> 9, 8... Seven, six, five. What the hell are you guys doing? Three, two, one. Happy New Year! You know what? We're just ending this. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.